0: Jesus said to his disciples, I have come to set the earth on fire, and how I wish it were already blazing. There is a baptism with which I must be baptized, and how great is my unwish until it is accomplished. Do you think that I have come to establish peace on the earth? No, I tell you, but rather division." The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Today, Jesus seems to say something contradictory with his message. He says, Do you think that I have come to establish peace on the earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. How can we understand this line of the gospel? Because it seems that it's kind of opposed to what Jesus would say usually. Is Jesus in favor of division of families? Is he in favor of division in this country? Is Christianity a religion that separates, that brings violence? One first level of interpretation, or one first key of, or rule to, interpret the bible always is that and i told you this before but in case you forgot if you think you know more than jesus you might be wrong (laughs) if you think that jesus is wrong and you're right you're not in a good spot so how can we understand the lord is right so what does he mean with this line of the gospel three ideas the first one is that any bible passage should be read in the view of the totality. And when you read the whole Bible, the message of Jesus is about peace and unity. So this gospel passage has to be counterbalanced with other gospel passages that speak of both peace and unity. First, unity, the whole story of salvation is about the reunification of humanity in the person of Christ, or what Bishop Berham calls God as the gathering force, God who reunites us. Think of John 17:21. I pray that they may all be one. I pray that they may all be one. Or John 10, I am the good shepherd. They will hear my voice, and there will be one flock, one shepherd. That's the dream of Jesus to be the one shepherd that gathers everyone in the one flock. Also, Scripture says that God is a God of peace. For example, when Jesus was born, the angels said, Glory to God in the highest, and peace on earth to those of good will. So as Jesus was born, the first message was a message of peace. And also, when Jesus resurrected, many times he says, Peace be with you. John twenty nineteen. Peace be with you. So that's the first thing we see that in the totality of the Bible Jesus speaks of peace and unity. Even Ephesians 2 unifies those two. He is our peace. He who made both one broke down the dividing wall of enmity through his flesh that he might create in himself one person. He's the prince of peace. He made of two one. He broke down the dividing walls, and he wants to create in himself one person. He wants to make of the whole of humanity one person in him through the Holy Spirit. So that's the first thing we see, that this line of the gospel has to be counterbalanced with many other lines of the gospel. And that's something that you should always do when you read scripture. The second is that the, the peace that Christ is promised, promising is not a superficial peace. It's a peace that is rooted in truth. Jesus wants peace and unity, but not in a shallow way. The peace of Christ is not the peace of coexist, that you think something, you think something else, but deep down we don't agree. So don't speak about profound things. So we just tolerate each other. The peace that Christ brings is rooted in His truth, it's the peace that flows from a common vision of reality. There are big questions in life, the essential questions. What is a human person? What happens when we die? How should we treat each other? What is the main goal of sexuality? And so on and so forth. Many big questions. If we get a common answer to the essential questions, we will share a common vision of reality. And we will be more united and more at peace. But Christ comes to give us through himself, through his truth, through his revelation, in a sense the answer to the main questions, not to the accidentals. In the accidentals, you can disagree. You can like kombucha and you cannot like kombucha. You can be whatever soccer team you want, but still, in the essentials, agree. And that's the peace Christ brings to bring. He reveals the answer to the deeper questions of life that give us a common vision of reality. And I don't know if it ever happened to you that when you share faith, you share the same values with someone, you experience this deep communion of heart, this deep unity. Even if you have not known that person, it's the first time you come to know them, and as soon as you begin to share, you see, okay, we answer the main questions in a very similar way because of our truth being rooted in Christ that's why in the acts of the apostles they spoke of first Christians of being of one heart and one mind so this unity that flows from truth can help us understand why there could be division because of Christ because also this peace that flows from truth has to be chosen. Christ will never impose it. So people can choose to answer the main questions in life without Christ. They can choose their own answers. They can write them by themselves. So we might disagree, in a sense. And that's what might bring division. Not faith, but lack of faith. Think of so many gospel passages that speak of the division that Christ brings. When baby Jesus was taken to a temple, Simon said to Mary, Behold, this child is destined to be a sign that will be contradicted. This baby will be a sign of contradiction. Many will accept him. Many will reject him. In a sense, when Christ comes, you need to take position. You need to choose this is real or not. This is God in the flesh speaking what is true or not. Christ came or he didn't come. But if he came, he said he was God. And you need to accept or reject. And that's why he can be a sign of contradiction. Also Matthew 25, he will separate one from another. As a shepherd separates the sheep from the goat. The final judgment is going to be a line. Those who accept it and those who did not accept him. It's not that Jesus wants this division. He wants everyone to be sheep, but he cannot impose it. We need to choose him. And finally, John 12 says, Whoever rejects me and does not accept my words has something to judge him. The word that I spoke, it will condemn him on the last day. Whoever rejects me and does not accept my words, my truth, the answer to the essentials in life, has something to judge him. So in this sense, Christ says that he brings division. And the final thing that we see in this gospel is that before this line, Jesus prays for this pentecost of love. He says, I have come to set the earth on fire, and how I wish it were already blazing. There is a baptism with which I must be baptized. How great is my anguish until it is accomplished? He's speaking of the cross. That baptism is the cross. And he says, How great is my anguish till I am crucified and I send my, the Holy Spirit? How great is my anguish until this message of peace and unity enters the hearts and the souls of many. How great is my anguish until all families are united. Humanity becomes one in me. So he prays for a deeper anointing of the Holy Spirit. He sees the lack of unity, the lack of faith. He sees the anger, the division in the world. And he's inanguished. And he prays. So maybe two things we can take away from this gospel. The first one is pray for someone who is distant in faith. I think everyone here might have a friend, family member, that has either left the church, maybe left for another church, maybe chose a lifetime that is contrary to the gospel, and that in a sense separates you a little bit from them. Even if you don't speak about it, There is something in your heart that sets you apart because that lack of communion in faith in Jesus. So pray for that person. Pray that they may receive a new anointing, a new fire. When Jesus says, I have come to set the earth on fire, he's speaking the fire of his love, the fire of his truth. I want that to flame, expand through the world. So join that prayer. Second, pray that you might accept more deeply the truth of Christ. Pray that you may be more anointed with the gift of the Holy Spirit. Christ wants to bless more than ever people who believe in him. He wants to make them stronger, more alive in him. Pray that that might be true in you when you receive communion, when you pray the rosary. When you pray in the silence of your home, pray for a deeper fire in your heart. Pray that that may become true and real here at St. Michael. That we might become a community of believers, of one heart and one mind, that testifies to the world the message of peace and unity of Christ.